This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. Our taping is made possible with the support of Raider, a hands-on IT service provider that integrates all of your needs for advanced technical support, effective communication options, and cybersecurity. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work. We understand. Please visit RaiderSolutions.com for more information. The generosity of Oxner Lafayette General also makes this podcast possible. As Acadiana's largest regional health system, including two teaching hospitals and the region's only level two trauma center with more than 5,500 employees, Oxner Lafayette General strives to put patients first and make caring their top priority. In continuous efforts to reach more patients, Oxner Lafayette General provides services throughout Acadiana and facilitates telemedicine throughout the state, making healthcare more accessible for everyone. For more information, visit OxnerLG.org. Support for this podcast also comes from HomeBank, committed to the needs of the communities they have served for 114 years. This softball season, Home Bank will make a donation to an area nonprofit for every home run made by the Lady Cajuns. Visit Home Bank online at home24bank.com. Home Bank, member FDIC. We're proud to welcome BJ Smith and his mom, Kim Lonclo Smith, to Discover Lafayette. They're here to discuss how their world was forever changed when BJ suffered a traumatic brain injury as a result of an ATV accident. BJ is now an artist, and his mom, Kim, is an advocate for the many challenges and financial needs that a family faces when caring for a loved one with a traumatic brain injury, also known as TBI. Kim and BJ, I want to thank you for joining us, and I thought we'd start with BJ telling his story. And BJ, I've read that your hope is to use your trials and experiences with a traumatic brain injury to inspire others to triumph over their most difficult moments. And we all have difficult moments, but I know your story in particular is is a poignant one. So if you'd like to tell us what happened when you were a young teen... Well, you know, it comes to that point where, you know, you have to realize, you know, whenever, you know, you're a teenager, you know, you like, you, you're kind of wilding out there, you know. And, you know, I was I was there at that point, you know. But when after this accident, you know, it slowed me down. It stopped me in motion, you know, and it made me come to realize who I really am. You know, mm-hmm. and you know it. It really, it really, you know, it, it stopped me. You know, and and you know, it made me really look at myself. You know, and I um and I um I really, you know, I really, you know, had to sit back and and and. And take a deep breath, you know. About your life. About my life, Mm -hmm. you know. Do you mind if your mom tells us the overview of what your accident was and the the severity of the damage? May I ask him to fill in the details? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Because I know you were in Houston 
You're from details. Louisiana, but I'd yeah. like her to maybe give a picture for people yeah, yeah. of how bad details. this injury Fern was. Sure. 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 Um, it was August 8th of 2005, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was away in the Northeast visiting some family, yes, and I received yes. a phone call sure. from BJ's aunt, his dad's sister, where he had gone to Houston because BJ's dream was to play football professionally. And so he was there to get some extensive training for the sport, and unbelievably, it was the day of the physical. Yes. And so he and his cousin were taking turns riding this four wheeler and it was um, it was a racing four wheeler. It was it's actually a four wheeler that is no longer in production. But I read he was going like you can go up to 60 60 miles miles an an hour hour. highway speeds. And they were just riding in a neighborhood on a paved road, which that's usually a big no, no on a four wheeler because it's an off road vehicle. Mm -hmm. And they did not have helmets. They were just taking turns going up and down the street, and a dog ran out in front of him, and, you know, just he swerved to avoid it. And the speed that he was going, he was thrown about 25 feet from the point of impact, and his head took the brunt of the accident. Um, it was the police investigation that determined he was going 60 miles an hour. Um, he had, um, in addition to the brain injury, and it was very severe, he had some broken bones and internal injuries and he had extensive road burns some really ugly road burns on his back arms and legs so obviously he took a tumble mm-hmm. on the street and I so, read that when he arrived I mean they thought he was not going to make it when he uh, arrived at the hospital is that that is true is that right? that's very accurate in fact when they called me they said he was he was in the first of four brain surgeries and they were giving him a 10 percent chance of survival so when I arrived at the hospital my, in my mind, it was to tell him goodbye because it just it didn't look good at all. Mm-hmm. And um, do you remember that day? Oh yes. Oh well, I don't remember the day. You know that it, that it happened. You know, but I remember that you know my my aunts and and you know my my family and stuff. You know, yeah. it was very traumatic circumstance. You know, right. But um, you know, it's just. It's been, you know, it's been a struggle, you know what I'm saying? If you look at it as being a struggle, you know. But, you know, I remember they had a nurse, you know. She was an amazing nurse, you know. And every morning she would, she I sat by the window, you know, at, at Memorial Hermann Hospital. You know, and every morning she would come and she would open the window and she would say, uh, today is an amazing day, you know? And she would open the window, you know, and let the sun shine down on me, you know? And that's an amazing, you know, uh, that's an amazing outcome, you know, that, that lets a disabled, a, that lets a person renew itself, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, because I was, I was like the only one that was by the window, you know. Oh, you're so optimistic. And, yeah. Well, you just have you, such a great outlook on you gotta, life, BJ. you got to have a great outlook on life, you mm-hmm. know, because if you don't, you know. Because you're now you're 31. Point. Yeah, This has been, yeah, it's been a long time. It's yeah. been a while. It this has was been a while. right before Katrina? Yeah. Two oh weeks before God. Katrina. Wow. And so mm-hmm. ironically, mm-hmm. I mean, it was two weeks before Katrina, and I remember yeah. um, they had 
he was in ICU mm-hmm. in a coma for about three mm-hmm. weeks, and then they put him in his own room. And I remember yeah. every night I couldn't sleep because the helicopters were constantly bringing people in mm-hmm. from New Orleans to the hospital. Yeah. So it was, it was, the hospital was in a real mm-hmm. tizzy at that time. Mm-hmm. I have another quote mm-hmm. that's from you, mm-hmm. BJ, and mm-hmm. it's, um, a brain injury is a lot like a hurricane. Sure is. It devastates everything it touches. Mm-hmm. After so many years, I'm learning to find my mm-hmm. center. The heart mm-hmm. of the storm is the best place to be. And I know that inspired you for one of your paintings, mm-hmm. Eye of the Storm, that yeah. you donated, right, to um, mm-hmm. Memorial right. Herman Hospital. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the second piece, uh, Blue Dream, represented everything falling in place mm-hmm. at the right time. Mm-hmm. So you've really taken your right. trauma yes. and you've converted it into yes. a, a witness for the yes. sanctity of life and the beauty of yes. life. Yes, because yeah. it's beautiful. You know, life is, we've been given the chance to experience life. You know, and if you don't experience life, we've, we've been given a point up at this point in our spiritual journey to experience life. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the, in the, I guess, a, but in a solid form, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. embrace, embrace it, you know. Each day. Each day, embrace yeah. it, you know, and. I'm gonna, Go with it. Right. You know. Thank you. I'm going to let your mom talk about your recovery and, yeah, and what it's yeah, like, you know, the, sure. the yeah. means that are needed really. to, to give you assistance with your health needs oh, yes, and all. for sure. But I'd, I'd like you, you for brought sure. several paintings for me to look at and you oh, gifted yes, me with a beautiful sure. painting. Yes, but yes, out man. of this, I think it was the, mm-hmm. the story that inspired you to call me. You heard that I had interviewed Dirk Guidry, yes. Yes, who's right. a friend. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. are a painter, BJ, and I'm going to take photos of of your picture, oh, wow. of your paintings, so I can sure. share them with my show oh, notes. Sure. But when did you discover painting? It was on Facebook. I was on YouTube, and mom, mom was on YouTube. She saw, she saw, she saw something on YouTube, and she introduced me to it. Mm-hmm. And I embraced it. I said, "Man, I'm gonna take this somewhere else." Next thing I knew, I presented this two years at Memorial Hermann. Two years. You know, you see something, you put it in your mind, you know it, you got it. Right. No matter what. They're so colorful. They're bright, colorful. Mm -hmm. And I've read, too, that you kind of, you absorb energy, right? You don't think about what you're painting. I don't. No. I go with it. Uh Uh-huh. I go with it. So you just feel an inspiration and... Pick up the paintbrush. I just go with it. <laughs> I love it. I just go with it. Yeah. How long have you been painting? How long has this been going on? It's been it's been about what five years. Five uh-huh. years. Five mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Was it mm-hmm. as I've been a journey for him? As I don't know physically how long it took him to get I back. A, I make a mess. I you make a mess in the house. Oh my god. <laughs> You have your own special place for him. (laughs) Now he does. We we brought a building. You did? We're behind the house so that he can paint because it was just the... The really? paint was just oh, everywhere. Yeah. Does it fly? Yeah. The paint oh, flies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love to make it fly. Oh, I oh my love. gosh. Listen, yes. listen. Oh, this would be tough for me. Oh, he has an apparatus that exactly. swings. I'm like, oh And my I God. got my little circle. <laughs> got to get into that circle to express yourself. The circle. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So he does need his own yeah. private oh, yeah. studio. Oh, uh, yeah. 
and he's got it. Well, we share a studio. Mm-hmm. We we do different types of art, but yeah, he's got to. Is it all oil, or does he use different acrylics? Mediums? He likes acrylics because mm-hmm. they fly better, huh? Um, oh yeah, like, easier to clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have your art up in the house? Like, is it? Do you keep it's it or do you share oh it? I, I've been looking for a place to share my art and stuff. You know, that'd be nice. You mm-hmm. know, really. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Here's another quote that I found from you. Um, before your accident, you had no interest in art. I didn't. But no, when you started painting a few years ago, amazing things would happen. Mm-hmm. You said I was bored, lost, and wondering about my purpose in the world. Mm-hmm. Something amazing happened when I found color. Mm -hmm. Everything opened up. I was obsessed with painting. I'd paint day and night. Mm -hmm. There was paint all over my apartment, like your mom's saying. Mm -hmm. On the walls, on the clothes, on top of the Mm -hmm. stove, inside the refrigerator. Painting became my obsession. I couldn't stop, and I don't want to. It's it's like you you just—it's color. Color is—if you open your eyes, it's everywhere, you know? You embrace that feeling of, and it's like, you know, it's, it's, we've been given color, you know, we've really been given color, you know, and it's, it's an amazing thing, you know, the energy of color is, you open your eyes in the morning, that's what you see, Mm -hmm. it's amazing, it's a very amazing spectrum to, to be on as color, right, you know, because it's, you I've, are color. Your eyes are color. Mm-hmm. Everything, we are color, you know. And, you know, BJ, I, I kind of tend to be more, I hate to say it, but black and white. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. think uh, I'm an attorney, and yeah. I will think about yeah. things yeah. And, and process mm-hmm. and all this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it sounds like this gift was opened up for you yeah. because you're not you're not yeah. putting yourself in any box. You're just you being. You can't be in the box. You have to be outside of the box to get somewhere in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have to be, you can put yourself in the box. I put myself in the box too. But I have to, you've got to be more than in the box. Because if you're in the box, you know, there's much I mean, you could be in the box. I mean, they have several boxes to be True. in. True, yeah. You know? <clears throat> you know have I'm you saying? heard this before, Kim? Yeah. One There's of the things about BJ is... to be in. Right. Of course, we knew that yeah. when he was arrived at Memorial Hermann, dead on arrival, mm-hmm. and his prognosis was really grim. They said if he makes it out of the coma, he's going to be a total vegetable. Uh, they, there were a lot of warnings in there. So his recovery is miraculous, and his... His neurosurgeon, who was from Turkey, an amazing <coughs> doctor, when the last visit that BJ had, he, he turned around and he said, I have no idea why he's here because the first time I saw him, he was dead. Mm-hmm. So um, BJ, a miracle. he yeah. is, and that he said that, he said he's an absolute miracle. And he also described to me some of the injury that BJ had, specific places in the brain. And he said, I really didn't anticipate him being able to walk ever again if he made it. But one of the incredible things for me with BJ doing art is that he lost 60% of his vision. So he's painting and he's experiencing color and, and the deficits in his vision are pretty severe. So he is legally blind, 
but he never complains never. about his lack of vision. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I say, you know, that's because the vision is in his heart, because that's yeah. where he lives. But BJ also had a near-death experience. And when he came out of the coma, he talked about it. And for the next year or so, um, it was a spiritual awakening. Uh, here's my 15-year-old son talking about crossing over, saying that heaven is full of love, and giving words of advice to people, like, don't ever talk down to anyone. Um, he would say things like, just so random during the day, you know, he goes, I'm not scared to die because God owns me. That's the kind of stuff he was saying. Um, he and, was talking that first year he was able to talk. Oh, he was, it, it's unbelievable. It's mm. really, he's, he had an incredible journey um, of rapid, rapid healing that was not anticipated by any of his doctors at all. I didn't realize about your vision loss. I mean, yeah. you have on glasses, mm. but I didn't realize. Mm. I've been making you walk around and do things, BJ, but you... There's so you, much more to life mm. on the spectrum than that we can yeah. see or perceive. Right. Mm -hmm. So as a mom, wow. And he's that, my only child. So It's like a, a blessing, and you probably also were just so... I don't know what I would feel like if I was you, Kim. I mean... Mm. Stuff. It's, it's not just traumatic brain injury for BJ, it's for you and your family. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the very first book that I read after BJ was home uh, was called Head Cases. Um, the guy who wrote it was a brain injury um, case manager. And um, it, was, it was a phenomenal book. It is a phenomenal book. And his name is Michael Paul Mason. And one of the things he said is that traumatic brain injury is an upheaval of physical, psychological, social, and spiritual proportions. And it just affects the entire person. And I tell people, and by extension, the family, mm -hmm. you, you can't help but be affected. I mean, my world was turned upside down. Um, I had a very successful career in New York. And um, when he had his accident, I came home. And they just told us, they said, whoever takes care of him, that's it. You can't, that's, this is your life. And I had no idea what that was going to be like. It's, it's sort of like bringing home a brand new baby. Nobody tells you, you know, what it's going to be like. Sometimes it was hour by hour. And um, BJ, <laughs> everything about him changed. Um, he, he was already a big guy. Like already, he's athletic. Oh, I mean, yeah, very athletic. Yeah. Um, and so... Let me just say this about statistics, too. Every nine seconds, someone in the United States suffers a traumatic brain injury, which is almost three million people a year. That's astounding to me. It is, it is a type of medical diagnosis that often goes uh, undiagnosed or misdiagnosed, um, and it's certainly underfunded. It's very difficult to get good care for TBI. Of course, BJ had, on the spectrum of TBI, he had the worst kind, catastrophic, that required brain surgery and an extended stay in the hospital. Um, one of the statistics that I read over the years really crushed me, and I'm sure many people don't know this, but our prison population in the United States, anywhere from 25 to 80% of prison population has pre-crime TBI. That is heartbreaking to me. And that, I was thinking about the football players also, you know, yes. like I think about what was Aaron Hernandez, I can't yeah. remember, the one that killed 
He had CTE. <clears throat> Some people, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's different. It's brain injury. It might be a different part of the brain. Mm-hmm. But I was going to ask you about that, that so many people, we fall, we hit our heads. Right. We're not in the accident you were in, BJ, but mm-hmm. um, most of us mm-hmm. have either gotten a concussion or we, mm-hmm. you know, hurt or hit our heads pretty hard. Absolutely. Either in an accident, a car accident or just mm-hmm. falling at home or something. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's it's more prevalent than people think. Mm-hmm. And that's why one of the things that the Brain Injury Association of America does some incredible work. And the statistics, like I said, are just crushing. Mm-hmm. I would like to say this. BJ is not our family's first experience with brain injury. When I was four years old, uh, my youngest brother was born, Brett. And due to traumatic birth, which is an anoxic injury, mm-hmm. he didn't have oxygen, Um, when he was being born. And so my parents had no idea that their baby boy was injured until he just wasn't making those milestones. And um, my parents, my mother took care of him until he was nine years old. And I remember growing up, many, many people asking like, you know, back then we didn't have the manners that we do today. And there was no recognition of language and how you really should talk to people. It was more People were just out there saying rude things like, what's wrong with your son? And why does he talk that way? And my brother was loud, loud, and he had a speech impairment. He had very little self-awareness. So he was just Mm -hmm. totally raw emotion is how he lived, which is beautiful, right? But um, when my parents... It it is difficult. Mm -hmm. But when my parents divorced when he was nine, he was institutionalized. Uh, and we stayed in his life very involved. He came home for all holidays. Um, but Brett, back so he was nine years old when he was institutionalized for 20 years. He came home when he was 29. And this is when deinstitutionalization became the big thing, was to deinstitutionalize people with mental illness or disabilities. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Louisiana followed suit like many other states, which is wonderful. And so he, my brother Brett, was eligible for what's called a now waiver, and it allowed him to live in an apartment and have caregivers around the clock. And BJ's on the exact same program. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful program, but um, families need to always stay involved Mm -hmm. constantly. Right. Right. And and Brett, Brett was different. He had something within him, you know. We used to, me and Brett used to sit outside. We'd go with mother's resting and playing on the phone and watching TV or whatever. And we'd go outside, we'd watch the sunrise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the most beautiful thing ever. You loved him. Oh, my God, me and Brett. Yeah, they loved each other yeah. very so much. Tight, man. That's know? wonderful. And Brett was awesome, you know. And Brett, you know, he was so awesome. And I got him one of those little uh, floor mats I saw at the dollar store. It had a yeah, Buzz Lightyear print mm. on it. He liked Buzz it. Buzz Lightyear, Brett, yeah. Yeah, sweet. I want to hear more about the, the care that's needed and yes. the, the state funding mm-hmm. and all. But we, we always take Correct. a pause and listen back to an interview that we did. And this one is with your friend, Dirk Guidry. I yeah. interviewed him. Uh-huh. Recently, um, Dirk is a local abstract artist, mm-hmm. and he's also the 2022 mm-hmm. Festival International oh, yes. 
official visual artist, and I understand that y'all interacted, and um, yeah. Dirk is a rising young star, and he's a mentor mm. to other yeah. up-and-coming artists. Sure. This moment is made possible by FACET, mm. which offers career transition services and executive coaching, and they've done so for 40 years. Their experienced career strategists provide targeted coaching for C-suite and key employees on critical improvement areas, in addition to new leader assimilation for all levels. Visit facetgroup.com for more information. We people, your success. And now the moment. Do you have advice for, you know, up-and-coming artists, even if they're mature and maybe looking at following their passion, you know, as they, they move on in life? Because, you know, my daughter Taylor was asking you, like, you know, it's hard to know how to price things. And you you mentioned it already. You have to know your value, but people have to also see your value. Yeah. So it's a, it's a dance. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very tricky, especially starting off because you don't want to overprice things, mm-hmm. but you don't want to just give it away, you know. Because um, then people would expect that. Yeah, you know, and I always stuff, you know, these these paintings, you look at them kind of as like my children, to where it's like they're they're still mine. They're a part of me that I've created. So letting go of them is still difficult, mm-hmm. um, but at the right price, somebody's Maybe always going to do Maybe it's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think to tell other artists um, is just you need to accept the fact that there's a, a business side to it. And I was naive to think that, oh, yeah, I'll be 90% creative and 10% business. Um, it's 50-50. You need to go right down the middle and, and, and figure out how to do it and mm-hmm. be disciplined to that, um, you know, it's very, few, or there's very few people that have the luxury to just be able to create and not worry about the sales. I mean, it's a very small percentage. Even to get gallery representation, um, where they take a huge cut of it anyway, it's it it makes it difficult. So, mm-hmm. um, and even from seeing some of the more well-known artists or successful artists, so to say. They have multiple outlets of, of revenue, whether that's workshops. You know, there, there's so many different options to do as an artist that's, that caters to you, uh, which makes it more difficult because it's not just this one cookie cutter, just like, hey, this is the, the route I have to go. And you're like, no, I could do this or I could do that. I could, I could uh, do some design work for illustration books or something like that. Or I want to just make these pins and sell a bunch of them at a very small price or something. I could go do murals, you know, so I could do live wedding paintings. So. It could be Bob Ross. Exactly. Welcome back to Discover Lafayette. We're here with BJ and Kim Longclo Smith. BJ Smith and Kim Longclo Smith. And uh, I want to say before we begin that you can hear Dirk's interview along with over 250 others at discoverlafayette.net. Please check it out. So I'm going to go back to Kim first. Um, one of the reasons we're speaking today is because um, it can be very difficult to get adequate care. And I know that those now waivers, I don't know much about them, but I know Mm -hmm. they can be difficult Mm -hmm. to qualify for. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wants to stay at home, like BJ, you know, if he wants to stay at home in the comfort of his home with his mom Mm -hmm. and be able to paint and all, it's important that you get assistance to help with this. Yeah, so if you want to talk about that and maybe how your journey with um, caretaking... Yeah, BJ came into the NOW waiver approximately 10 years ago. and um, So for about five years, he was you, you were taking care I of him? I was taking care of him for a few years, and then his dad took over. And he came into the NOW waiver. Now, 
OCDD, which is the Office for Citizens with Developmental Disabilities, the home office is Baton Rouge, but they do have a Lafayette location. It's called um, OCDD Acadiana, and that is a single point of entry for people that are looking for services for their children. Uh, either they're born that way, you know, mm-hmm. developmental disability or intellectual disability. And, of course, you do have to qualify. Um, so BJ, was he was very blessed to get a waiver and immediately moved into his own apartment. It's a Medicaid-funded program. So it's not only medical, but it's the waiver itself is funded. It pays for the caregivers around the clock. BJ used to have three caregivers a day, seven days a week. And he's graduated to two caregivers a day. And he has weekends alone, if he so chooses. So I came on about 10 years ago when I noticed there were some things going on with caregiving that was definitely inadequate. Um, There really are not many um, preventive measures that are in place to, um, you know, abuse, neglect, and exploitation of people with disabilities is really an epidemic. And it is a part of what I do, which is to raise awareness. Uh, Prevention is enormous. Um, I asked for and was granted permission last summer, uh, it was June 2021, to go before a legislative committee mm-hmm. and give testimony on that, our experience, which I think I sent you the link mm-hmm. to watch. And I know it's pretty emotional. Um, it's, it's just incredibly frustrating. But what happened was, ironically, 46 days after my testimony, my brother Brett, who was born with a brain injury, uh, died a horrific death due to neglect. And, of course, my parents, my family will never get over that. And I just think the irony in that is, you know, it's not lost on me. Um, I think sometimes in life, and I said this before, I didn't choose this, it chose me, Mm -hmm. you know, to have two family members with brain injury. Um, So I don't only advocate for awareness of abuse and neglect of people with disabilities. BJ and I have a nonprofit called Brain Ord Alliance. And what we do, we do public speaking, we go to conferences, we meet people like you, Jan, uh, to raise awareness Mm -hmm. and to talk about art as medicine, which is pretty incredible, and it is. Mm -hmm. Art as medicine, there are really no bad side effects, except my bank account has been crushed. Pain in the refrigerator. On the toilet, (laughs) everywhere, yeah. so it's been quite a journey mm-hmm. uh, so far. And it's not over with yet, of course, um, but we're constantly striving to, to get our, our mission out there for people mm-hmm. to be aware. Um, so let's, I, I guess there's two parts to what you're saying. So as far as BJ's being taken care of, you need guide. I get you can't drive, you can't, mm-hmm. you probably need help with. Um, At times with, I know. do, you know, but. You know, being self-sufficient is a choice, you know. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to have my mom, you know. Mm. She's given me a nice place to live, you know. She has, you know. I'm very grateful uh-huh. for my mother, you know. But you do the cooking and all oh, that. Yeah. Um, and no. he's able. BJ's able to cook. Uh-huh. He can bathe himself. He can go and meet my dad and do all the yard work and weed eat and all that. Uh, yeah. It's really, it's really amazing the things that he can do. Uh, BJ has challenges with planning, um, focus. Calendar. Calendar. We have a calendar. Those black and white things. Yeah. Not so good, huh? Aggravation to BJ. But <laughs> what, I don't know. No, listen. You know, you know what I've realized? What? 
you're precious. I mean, I, I know you hear that all the time. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know that, you know that for lives. You know. Um, you can plan, you know, you know, you know, just, you know, you just, it's, life is, is amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. You embrace it. You got, let's do this. Right. You know. Can I say this? BJ, he and my brother had this in common. They just totally live in the moment. It's all emotion, which is wonderful. Which is a great way. If you plan for something, if you plan for something, you know, it it might or might not. That's That's true. That's not me. That's not me. You do it, you know, you live now. Mm -hmm. Past, past, and present are, they might, that you're living on a, a imbalance of emotional states of mind. <laughs> you know, it, the past and the future are mm-hmm. not here. They're not. That's a might. And that you know, might happen. I agree. Now, with that. Yeah. now is where it's at. Mm-hmm. You live now. Now. You could plan for it. That and it might, might happen. happen. Right. It might. This is where BJ and I butt heads because I'm thinking. the planner. Every yeah. day and is a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But from your mom's perspective, she's got to that's a pay the rent duty. or make sure the oh, notes yeah. pay. That's a mom's oh, yeah. duty. Make sure that's medicine's my, picked up. Oh, yeah. That's my visualization. Logic and reasoning. I, I can get medicine shipped to me if I want to, for free. I could, but I don't. Wow. I love my mother. That really? Day. I'm not going to get in the middle of family I, feud. I, I'm just I've saying. I've never heard you I'm say this. Saying, I could if I wanted to, Mom, but I love you. We're we're awesome team, you know. <laughs> okay, I could, I okay. could, I could, but I love okay. my mother. Mm-hmm. I'm on that level, you know. But listen, listen. Past, present, and future are three states, you know. If you stay in now, right now, mm-hmm. you you got it. You embracing now. They're 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 one. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm with you. And I've, you know, yeah. I know this, but yes. it could be hard for me to always live in the now. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing you because I think I'm more like your mom. Yeah. I want to be in every moment, too. I don't want to be thinking about right. what I didn't do or what should I be doing. or. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, mean, it's, there's like I mean, a balance can, in you life. Can, yeah. You, you can have You do have to balance. have a balance. Yeah. If I lived, if I lived, wait, hold on. Let me, let me show y'all something. I want to look at if that. Yeah, I, the art. If I, if I lived in the, I might not be able to do this, I wouldn't live it. Mm-hmm. I live in the now. We're going to do this. It's done. Bam, it was done. BJ's holding up a beautiful painting, um, vivid colors of green. Yes, yes. Uh, teal, aqua, perfect symmetry. Symmetry. Yeah. symmetry. Because I live in the moment of mm-hmm. now. I don't live in the past. I don't live in the future. I live now. And you know, while we're you talking know. about now, mm-hmm. so for your mom to stay qualified mm-hmm. with the now waiver, mm-hmm. That's certain things have to be met. Because Absolutely. they want to make sure that the recipient of the money yes. is taken care of. That's right. And somebody is planning for their needs. Absolutely. So it's a it's a balance. Thing. It is a juggling act. Yeah. Uh, BJ has a team of people. He has three case managers. He has caregivers. That's beautiful. Yeah. Diamond spectrum of now. <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. The love is now in the diamond spectrum. I love the colors. 
This exactly. one's blue with reds and deep burgundies. Yes. Yeah. Now. So he has three. We're going to go back and forth. I know. We, you have three to, um, yes, yes. case three workers. Three case managers. Yeah. Managers. He has to requalify every year for his benefits. So he has to get a statements from. Cell. That's oh, no, now. Tell me. Oh, man. Well, mm. I can always put can a piece of tape on there. Yeah. <laughs> Just hey, sign it right there, you know. Yeah, there's a little check. Yeah. I don't know what I So every year to receive funding, which I know is critical. Oh, yes. Not just for BJ, but for you, for of your course. quality of life. Absolutely. I think the caregiver is just as much of, of need. That's it's beautiful. Wow. All the way around. Yeah. Looks now. like the universe. He's, he's holding It does up. look like the universe. Yeah. Looks like an asteroid coming down. Beautiful. So, Kim, you y'all got the, the help about ten years ago. You have to go back to the state every year. Yes. Do they come in and check? Like, what? How do people? How do you qualify for a now waiver? Yeah, you have to go through OCDD Acadiana. All you yes. do is call yes. down there, tell them what the need mm-hmm. is, whether it's a child or it has to be. They have to have a disability that takes place before the age of twenty-one. To, to be able to qualify for the now waiver. Even there's if a they're bun- older. Well, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of different types of waivers that are available. I don't know mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. about other types. There's long-term care, which I'm sure you can be older and receive. But people can call down at Office for Citizens with Developmental mm-hmm. Disabilities, Acadiana, and um, they can definitely give all the information. Plus, it's all online. They have a website. You can go and see mm-hmm. exactly what's available. Otherwise, I guess they would try to qualify for Medicaid for a definitely um, for a facility, yes. which is not what you want. Which is definitely not. You know, I I know my brother. Towards the end of his life, we were looking at long term care because of the challenges that he was having. But you know, the, really, the purpose is to get people to live in their homes where they're most comfortable, mm-hmm. where they're most where they independent. Can like BJ. exactly, yeah. exactly. He could never do that in an institution. You know, they, they wouldn't allow that sort of freedom because they can't. Right. So uh, there is more freedom. I mean, BJ was living in some low-income housing for quite a few years, and I bought a little fixer-upper house in Opelousas on some land so that he could have, you know, some peace of mind and a place to paint. And also, what happens with people who are low-income and you're on a, you know, Medicaid program, what you qualify for in housing is really not most of the time, a good place to live for anybody. Right, for safety. It's just for safety reasons. And um, the last complex that he lived in was full of crime and drugs and people dying. And I just said, you know what? I I can't, I I just couldn't bear it. I mean, I I don't have very little means, but Mm -hmm. there was a God moment that came in and this house became available and I just snapped it up. So it's... It's difficult for families. I understand that. It's very difficult, especially I'm, I work with BJ, so I don't have an outside job, so I, I'm always watching what's going on. But I do know there are parents out there that have to work, mm-hmm. and they can't keep an eye as much as they would probably want to. So they need these caretakers. They yeah. need these caretakers, definitely. Mm-hmm. But that is an issue, too. Uh, they call it the caregiver crisis. There is an enormous crisis um, with... Um, Caregivers, it's it's hard to find good caregivers. The pay is really low. And that's what I was thinking. Um, if you get any, I mean, round the clock care can be oh, yeah. one hundred fifty thousand or more minimum. Yeah. Well, with TBI, mm-hmm. um, one of the statistics they say is that in the course of a lifetime, you're looking at about four million dollars. You know, for 
for rehabilitation, for care, mm-hmm. just for you know daily living expenses. Mm-hmm. Can I see something? Yes, I was about to go back to you, BJ. You know something? If you look at it in the negative, that's where it would remain. You know, you gotta find the middle. You know, or you gotta bring it up, turn it up a notch. You know, because. If that's the state of mind where you stay at, you're going to get nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to just go with it. Embrace it now. Right. Because well, if you stay on that lever balance, you ain't going to I mean, that's where, I, that's where I found. Do you remember your near-death experience? Is this what, oh, what I, opened what I your remember, mind? What mm-hmm. I remember in my mind is what I can visualize or think of Mm-hmm. Is a is me and a four wheeler and a dog running out. That's what I remember. You and a four wheeler and and a dog running out. And, and a dog, dog ran out. So that's what you remember. Out. That's okay. what I remember. But not the near death experience itself in your in what you experienced. Oh, I can visualize it very clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, but I try not to. You know, I mean, I can. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's but, private. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I can. I can clearly visualize some brutal stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't like to go there. I mean, I can go there right. in detail for sure Ooh, right now, you know. But Well, tell me about your yeah. life besides painting. What do you enjoy doing besides probably arguing with your mom? Oh, <laughs> you love that. It's a constant thing. Stop, man. Yeah. You got to learn how to duck and weave, baby. Duck and weave, really? <laughs> you got to learn how to duck and weave, baby. It becomes a it becomes every day. Huh? It it's puts you on the edge, yes. baby. There you go, Kim. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't sure. I I wanted to do this interview, mm-hmm. and I'm thrilled. Yeah. And I want you to share your story, yeah. and you have you've given people hope. Mm-hmm. But I, if we'll mm-hmm. have pictures of you, but if people yes. could see you right now, yes. you're um yes. I don't think they would know yes. that he had had a traumatic uh-huh. brain injury. Really? You're a you young know, man that's, yeah, your, right. yeah, you know, strapping sure. young man. For sure. You know, and listen, be creative in life. Mm-hmm. There's so many. There's so many. There's so much stuff out there, you know, to to embrace, you know. So much, you know. Visualize it and, you know, just just do it like Nike, baby. Just do it. It right. was created for a reason. Right. You know. And so the Brain Art Alliance yeah. mm-hmm. is one way that you guys are yes. getting this message We're out. out. There. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, I want yeah, to address something yeah. you said about if people mm-hmm. could see him, they would never guess. You want to take your hat off so she can see. Oh, they would guess. Yeah. He shaved his head. Scars. I did shave yeah. my head. So, but you know, the doctor, the doctor cut my head in a question mark. It does look you like a never know. You just never know. Mm-hmm. He was a very creative man. <laughs> really yeah. was. He was from Jerusalem. No, he's from Turkey. 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 Yeah. Turkey. But the thing about brain injury mm-hmm. is that sometimes it's a hidden injury, and so people don't know. Mm-hmm. The scary thing about that is, and I feel like our law enforcement really needs to have training on traumatic brain injury, because some side effects of brain injury can mimic things like being under the influence and you're really not. Um, I remember when BJ first came home Mm -hmm. um, and he had some daytime caregivers. Occasionally I got a call from whoever 
people that I knew, and they were like, he's out in the community, he's in the grocery store, he's really drunk. Okay, so tell me what you're seeing. Well, he, he obviously he can't talk, mm-hmm. and he's swaggering all over the mm-hmm. place. Well, in the beginning, that's exactly what it was. He was very mm-hmm. unsteady. His yeah. balance was not there. Mm-hmm. He had a very thick tongue because he BJ had a stroke mm-hmm. during one of his surgeries. Yeah. And so, yeah, so there was a whole lot of um, symptoms and signs, Mm -hmm. you know, that as a parent, I knew what those things meant. But But to a stranger, it was something else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, poor impulse control, um, emotional issues, Mm -hmm. all those things are just very typical with brain injury. But it can be not only hard to handle for the family, but when he's out in the community for people to understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you know what? We don't owe everybody an explanation, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I think part of our mission is getting past that. You know, people don't need to know, Mm -hmm. but we're putting ourselves out there to say, it's not just BJ. Millions of people every year suffer a brain injury. Mm -hmm. It's, It's frightening. And, and don't get the care that they need. You have to constantly fight. I mean, you would think a place like America, which, look, I've, I've traveled and lived all over the world. Amazing. So happy to always come home. Uh, you wouldn't think that here in America we'd have to fight for uh, traumatic brain injury survivors to get the care that they need. And I'd like to mention uh, the wounded warriors. Uh, BJ and I were at Tulane at their brain health mm-hmm. clinic. Uh, just to go and talk to the team over there. Mm-hmm. And they have an amazing program for the veterans that mm-hmm. come home with TBI. So many. So many. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's mind-boggling. I mean, BJ's doing so well, and it's miraculous. It really is. But there are a lot of the wounded warriors that come home, and these guys are suffering. Mm-hmm. They're re- their families are yeah. really suffering. Yeah. There needs yeah. to be more out there. You know, I'm, I'm doing so well because I choose to do well. You know what I'm saying? And listen, listen. A pen and paper is a very good key. You know, playing with, uh, you know, water. Mm-hmm. Water's very alive. Um, drinking a You lot. know, drinking water. Uh, you know, there's so many things, so many spectrums to be on within. You know, mm-hmm. if it's on the inner, it's on the outer. And that's where your art yes. is reflected. Yes. Your love of yes. everything. Yes. So there's so right. many, so much, you know, to express yourself upon. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared. There's nothing. Fear is a state of mind. It's on the inner. It's on the outer. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much more, man, you know. Right. You know, show yourself. Tell yourself what you want to be. You know, God, don't don't get me wrong, Jesus is an awesome figure. He's awesome. The Bible's awesome, you know, read the Bible. Got a Bible or two in my house, you know. Hadn't led me wrong, you know. You know, there's so many things, you know, that are awesome, you know. This is why I wanted to let you share your story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad you reached out, Kim. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> is beautiful. Um, I'm going to put this in our show notes, but you've mentioned okay. the Brain Art Alliance, yes. Yes. Uh, OCDD, which is the Acadiana OCDD. Yes, and correct. I'll, I'll put the link for that oh, for people that might want Wonderful. to reach out to them and then Wounded Warriors. Mm-hmm. And just if you, if really, if you Google Kim Smith and... Um, B.J. Smith. Mm-hmm. There, there are many articles really? 
Yes. Uh, you've been on YouTube, different things, promoting mm-hmm. the need for understanding, understanding and also the need you. for help for the caregivers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And before, really. before we wrap this up, Jan, one of the things I wanted to say mm-hmm. is that when BJ first came home, um, I found an organization. It was called um, Families. It was Families for, oh God, I can't believe I'm, the flew out of my mind. Well, maybe you can just anyway, tell me later. I'll yeah, tell you what, I'll the organization was mm-hmm. made up of three mothers who actually, um, their sons were killed on ATVs. And so oh. they started this organization mm-hmm. yeah. and very passionate about it. And I became a part of what they were doing. And I tried to do something with that here in Louisiana, and it just was not successful. Mm-hmm. Just because a lot of people ride four-wheelers, mm-hmm. it's a way of life, hunting, fishing, whatever, and I get it. I totally get it. Um, so we went, well, I went from ATV safety to brain injury awareness. It's like, okay, everybody's got a right to live their lives and do what they want to do. My point in the ATV safety was, you know, parents, please be aware. Don't let a five-year-old get on this huge Polaris. You know, people just kind of like put their kids on an ATV as a babysitter. And it's not. It's a vehicle, and it's very dangerous, and it kills children. Or they can be injured for the rest of their lives. So, And I know the summer is coming. And so I would just ask any of the listeners to please make sure their children have helmets. Helmets, yeah. Helmets and supervision, please. Because... One injury like this can totally change mm-hmm. many lives. Oh, yes. And unless forever. you're in it, forever. And unless you're forever. in it, people don't. Well, we're they just think state. it's not going to happen yeah. to us. Really? We never think things we never will happen think. to us. Oh, yes. Right. Really? I didn't know this was going to happen to Yeah, me. well. <laughs> I was living the life. Yeah, I know. Of course you were. Yeah. Of course you were. Hold up. Hold up. For real. Mm-hmm. What was he like before? I didn't ask you that. Yeah, he was out there. This is pretty much his personality. Same personality. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was a wild, wild child. You're a wild child. You were kind of wild out there. Wild Very popular in school. <laughs> yeah. Love the girls. Um, and I will tell you, one of the things I had to come to terms with um, after his injury, and it happened in the hospital, was there is something that happens to people who have brain injury as severe as BJ. It's called no filter. The, the medical term is disinhibition, just totally out there completely. No shame in the game, just saying and doing whatever. And what? Game is yours. Why not live it? Yeah, exactly. So he's just it's out you there. you telling yourself no. <laughs> oh, oh really? We're out there. <laughs> You're out there. So this, right. is, this is common, though. Oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're used to it really from my brother because he was much the same yeah. way. You know that happens when you get older too. Oh, you know, that's good I to find know. Myself sometimes going, oh, uh oh, really? <laughs> did I really Uh-oh. say that? Did I say that? <laughs> well, because I'm I always too much in the moment. Oh, I still think too yeah. much, BJ. Be oh. there. I know. Be there. It'll never square. steer you wrong. Okay. The past or the future will. Right. Just saying. Well, I'm yeah, glad that I. My, my message I'm taking away, BJ, is that I'm, I'm delighted that I've met you and your mom. And also, I will remember your message about living now. For, I want to thank BJ Smith and his mom, Kim Lonclo-Smith, for being here uh, on Discover Lafayette. And I'd like to thank our sponsors, too, who make our taping possible. Oxner, Lafayette General, Home Bank, Facet Group, and Raider, in particular, Jason Sikora, who mixes our tape and makes it more professional. And thank you all for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please consider subscribing to Discover Lafayette. On behalf of our show, I'm Jan Swift. Thank you. Thank you.